This week on the SA Rugby Oak Podcast. We win quarterfinals. Sometimes we win semifinals. And every now and again, George, every now and again, we win World Cups. And that French crowd, my goodness gracious, I've never heard so many boos. I thought it was a Halloween party. Boo, 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 bloody flippin' boo. My gosh, they booed everything. The pressure's on us. We need to get to the final. Yeah. We need to win the World Cup to maintain what we are. The pre- they've got to a semi-final. They could come third in the World Cup and Borthwick walks away with a medal and his team are like, we are in a building phase and we've come third. Yeah. Welcome back to the SA Rugby Oak podcast with me, Matt, the SA Rugby Oak and my epic, unbelievable Boca co-host, Tritime George. Yes, yes. Oh, I feel like I've aged 17 years. Oh, George. Well, it was a it was a hell of a quarterfinal week. To be honest, I've got a semi just talking about it. But uh, we will <laughs> start off the week with a little bit of a roundup because we went in pretty hard at the World Cup, the 2023 World Cup in France. We went in pretty hard a couple of weeks ago. Uh for the pool stages being some of the worst pool stages we've ever seen, certainly for the reason of scheduling, meaning we'd have a, a week with a couple of good matches, then trash for two weeks, then a couple of good matches, then trash for another few weeks. Um, we did say at the time it would probably mean that the quarterfinals would be amazing. And George, they've been incredible. Best weekend of rugby to date. Um, unbelievable. It was, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like I've said, I've just aged probably more than 17 years, but what a bloody weekend. Wowza. It was absolutely fantastic. I mean, look, we had started off the weekend with Wales coming from, you know, I think it was 10 nil nil up to lose to, to a resurgent Argentina one, must say, at 29-17 in the end. A devastating for a young Wales team who I thought were playing pretty fantastically throughout the tournament. Yeah. Uh, very, very well coached. And elation for Puma's side that have come out of nowhere to uh, to book a semi-final spot. Checker, yeah. done done the business. <laughs> he, does, he, did, he did something similar in 2015 with, with the Aussies, but they um, they celebrated like they won the World Cup, the, um, the Pumas. Um, but considering where Wales were, remember we played them before the World Cup and I mean, yeah. it was their like, seaside. But we demolished them, and we were like, "You wrote, wrote them off." I was like, "No way!" It's obviously, Correct. they had a nice pool, but wowza, another yeah. Yeah, but one they used the they, like, they used that yeah. that time since the buck game to to significantly significantly improve their play, and 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 it was mm. great to watch through the tournament. <clears throat> they were probably the the form team on that side of the the draw. Um, <clears throat> I know you've got England as well, which we'll talk about in a minute, but. Um, but Wales really under Gatlin, he's one of those guys who just, despite being a Kiwi, he gets the DNA of Wales. He really understands them um, and and what makes them tick. And I look, he's a master tactician. Whatever you want to say about him, whether he's a puss or whether you know a clown, whatever the New Zealand media call him, uh, he's a very very good coach. And it's sad to see them knocked out, but um, we'll take uh, yeah. one for the Southern Hemisphere. Ding ding. Second game of the. Uh, the quarterfinals I thought was one of the best rugby matches I've ever seen. Um, absolutely astounding. 
Ireland. Oh, you you got you almost have to feel for the fans um, in losing twenty eight twenty four. Really, what an incredible game! It was yeah, it was an, another one for the books and the Irish. They were the informed team. Seventeen on the trot, right? Seventeen wins. This is the eighteenth, hopefully, to get the record. And to be honest with you, I mean, obviously, a few weeks ago, I said it. I said New Zealand would be the team to beat them. But you, there was a little bit of you thought, ah, they got this. But New Zealand were, you can't fault them. Not, not a single handling error. That was an incredible stat. I didn't realize that at all. New Zealand came out and played a vint- champagne New Zealand rugby match, and they strangled the Irish. And I called it... Just gonna say, I called it. I did not think Ireland would have the minerals to get past New Zealand, who have their backs against the wall, who wouldn't weren't taking anything for granted, who were desperate to get a result. Ireland were desperate to get a result as well. And as much as I feel for the fans who brought so much to the World Cup in the songs they were singing, um, in the vibes, zombie. So that was pretty funny. To be fair, to that was pretty no, good. The new version now, um, Apologies, apologies for the singing, but we don't we don't need to for our team to to play well. Um, But the Irish, uh, you know what I did? I I laughed loudly when the Irish got knocked out because, to be honest, they had crowned themselves world champions a year ago, and it was an absolute disgrace. I know us South Africans are arrogant, and we come across as talking shit about our rugby team all the time. But you know what? We win quarterfinals. Sometimes we win semifinals. And every now and again, George, every now and again, we win World Cups. So I think we've well, got a little every, bit more juice. <laughs> to... Every time we're in, every time we're in a final, we win yeah. that final. Well, exactly. To date. To date. Yeah, to date. Look, it's a lo- long way to go still. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But um, look, New Zealand, absolutely outstanding. Rico... Ioni with with a little chirp at the end there for Sexton's got him got him to bite uh, at the end uh, as his little farewell from rugby um, and I thought it was fantastic uh, you know if you want to dish it out Sexton if you want to dish it out your whole fucking career take a little you know at the end there and uh, and do it with class but yeah. obviously he couldn't do that Absolutely. before he walked off the field um, couldn't do it before the World Cup either could he when he chirped um, was it Yaka Paper one of the yeah, refs. Uh, he, he he will never, for me, go down as one of the all-time greats because, first of all, never won anything significant other than a second-tier competition in the Six Nations. I think he won two Grand Slams, um, missed out on the last Lions Tour, um, and actually is is quite uh, almost the opposite of the of, of of what we want to promote in the the rugby values. But a very good number ten, and and we'll give him that. Yeah, I mean, he's also scored many a try this World Cup. So, but that's that's it. Now he's gone. Now yeah. he's back on the plane. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, I'd actually quite like Ronan Agari to come back for one last season and just get the points record back from him. I think he could do it as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, swiftly moving on, George. England, Fiji. Imagine scraping oh. a win against Fiji as a as as a tier one side. Um. England struggled. They got a little help um, from from the old whistleblower, but they made it across the line and probably broke everyone's heart because everyone wanted Fiji to win, didn't they? 
everybody everybody Fiji's everybody's second team um and like you said it now they did they struggled i think for 60 odd minutes of the game they were sort of in control-ish and then fiji for 20 minutes gave them hell um but for like you said a tier one nation they should be not brushing past fiji but they should have comfortably won that game but it was what is it six yeah. points Oof. It was six points. It was 30-24. Apparently there was a yellow card that went a big in. I don't know. Well, look, I'm not going to say... Look, Fiji deservedly got their spot in the quarterfinals. And what an amazing just story throughout that World Cup. And and building into that World Cup. And I think they've made massive strides. Um, But what you cannot do um, is talk... Start talking about adding them to the rugby championships in the same week that they lose to a team like Fiji. In the same week that they lose to a an under par England team. You know, if they'd made made a statement and beaten England, um, obviously beaten Fiji, maybe, and they've got into a semi final. No, no, beating Portugal. Sorry, um, and got into a semi final. We could Portugal, start having so. those those conversations, and, and 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 take them a little bit more seriously. But at the moment, they're doing amazingly. They just need a little bit more funding, a little bit more time together, a little bit more of a push, and 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 we could see that in in four to eight years time if they if, if they keep yeah. on this track i think their coach is i think leaving them now though which is sad i think now at the end of the year i can't remember but that's tough because he's yeah. kind of turned them around in a short space of time it's 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 really tough um he made the great point that look how good the fiji team is with um with two months actually playing together before the world cup um yeah. which is which is something that they sorely lack with the pacific island teams and the tier two teams just getting time together but yeah. England as well, you know, Steve Borthwick's come in, difficult time, difficult move. He's, he's the only unbeaten team left in the World Cup. He's in a World Cup semi-finals. Everything from here out's a bonus, isn't it? He's ticked, done his job, got to where they never thought they would get to. They could sneak into a final, but they could win it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about winning it. <laughs> but they could look there. I don't know about winning it, but they got to get past the box first, and it's not going to be an easy game for either team. I'm not saying England's a walkover, no. so it's going to be a hell of a challenge. It's not going to be an um, easy team, an easy game. Um, and what else wasn't an easy game, George? This week was uh, was France South Africa, uh, 29-28 oh. final score to South Africa. Not easy for us to watch for the heart palpitations. Not easy for the French to watch for being kicked out of their first world, their own hosted world cup excuse me um after you know probably being the best team in a generation hell of a game we'll go into that in a little bit more detail but george one thing i need to just ask you there's been a lot of talk over the last probably two years it it ramped up about a year ago and it's been pretty loud in the last six weeks something about a gap between the southern hemisphere and the northern (laughs) hemisphere closing um and a lot of talk last week about potentially only Northern Hemisphere teams making the semifinals, um, about Ireland's best ever team going to win it, about France's best ever team going to win it. George, I've been getting a lot of heat this week for a couple of posts I've been making um, about the gap not closing. In fact, we are exactly where we, we have always been with the best teams in the world in the Southern Hemisphere in the semifinals. And George, I just want to put it to you. Has the gap closed? Is the gap closing or is it getting wider apart? <laughs> so I'm just laughing because it's 
It's it's entertaining. And I get it. I get why the Northern Hemisphere folks were saying, oh, it's closing. Because, yes, for a long period of time, they were technically on top. But it's World Cup time and this is when it matters. And the gap yeah. is not closed. The gap is where the gap's always been. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's still there. You've got, the, you got the New Zealand and South Africa, the two most successful World Cup teams in the history of the World Cup in the semifinals. Uh, you've got Argentina have been in quite a few semifinals. They're there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and England has been in many semifinals and finals also there. So the gap's not closed. <laughs> so, so, you know, the more things change, the more things stay the same, I think is what you're trying to say. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm bloody trying to say. What? It's not, what? it's not closed. It's just, it was there, it was hanging around and it's gone. <laughs> you, you know what? And I don't want to be an arsehole, George, but that Ireland and France came to prominence and they've got very good rugby teams, not great, very good rugby teams, um, as we saw this weekend, that they came to prominence when New Zealand had a dip in form for the first time in 20 years. And South Africa had a pretty challenging time through COVID and probably lost a bit of momentum there and had a bit of an inconsistent four years. So I think the... The world rankings for forever meant nothing, you know. When when whenever South Africa and New Zealand yeah. were number one and two for years and years, it meant nothing. Um, and then all of a sudden, when the Northern Hemisphere were, were, were ranked number one and number two and what yeah. have you, the, the, you know, not even for that long, because we were number one <laughs> up until last year. Um, it, it, it all the talk about it closing. But what I will say, George, just about this, and I'm not going to go on about it all day because I would like to, but I've, you know, <laughs> it is listen. I think I counted, what have we had, 10 World Cups so far? Yeah, something like um, that. This is the 10th World Cup. Of those 10, seven have been played in the Northern Hemisphere, okay? Including this one has been played in the Northern Hemisphere. And the Southern Hemisphere teams, but winning by one point, winning by four points, that is a, if those were played in those home, if that was in New Zealand, or if that was in South Africa, so if that was in South Africa yesterday, that game, um, excuse me, on, on, on Sunday, we would have beat France by 12, 15, 20 points maybe on the high fault, okay? And that, you know, that also brings me to another point, George, and I ugh, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. But France stole the World Cup hosting from South Africa. They stole the dream of hosting the World Cup for the first time since 1995. When, who, who was there? Was it Bernard, Bernard Laporte? Is that his name? Who has literally been prosecuted for corruption in sport post that literally been been proven that he was uh, corrupting Corrupt. everything there after world rugby announced that they favored south africa getting it uh what is it eight nine years ago now and then france all of a sudden surprised everyone and had it and then their their, their president went to prison for corruption um, and no <laughs> one wants to talk about it but you steal our world cup and we'll fucking steal your dreams okay and it's done Perfectly. france bye-bye bye-bye thank you for hosting bye-bye Bye bye. Enjoy your. I was about to say crumpets, so that's English. Enjoy your. <laughs> oh, that's um, it. They'll be running so far away from Paris, they might hit fucking London with the crumpets. But George, give me a little brief synopsis of that game because I don't know if I could talk about it for that long without my heart beating out of my chest again. Um, it was immense. In, in one word, it was immense. It started bang, bang, bang. France came in, tried time within two and a bit minutes, and I thought. Oh, goodness gracious. And then obviously you've got that crowd and it was just edge of your seat. 
edge of your heart and your mouth. Yep. I, honestly, I, th I think I saw something. I think uh, someone posted something about the Garmin statistics in the <laughs> Southern Hemisphere were through the roof with heart rates <laughs> during Saturday and Sunday at a certain point. But it was incredible. It's And that French crowd, my goodness gracious, I've never heard so many boos. I thought it was a Halloween party. Boo, 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 bloody flippin' boo. My gosh, they booed everything. Oh, I think they man. booed DuPont. No, they didn't boo DuPont. You could never boo No, DuPont. you can't boo DuPont, uh, but fair enough. These, they do have one world-class player on their team. Yeah, it was, but it was a humdinger. Yowza. It was, it was I I'm going to stop saying the same things now, but it was ridiculous. It was one of the best. I mean, I thought the day before was the best match I'd seen in World Cup in, in goodness yeah. knows how long. And it, and it topped it the, the, the next night. That cauldron of French emotion. And I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. I've been there. I've been there um, for Springboks versus France matches a couple of times now. And they are so aggressive, so angry. I think I spoke about it when we had Max Sharp on from the, the All Blacks. Um, and I said, look, that, jersey, that is yeah. going to be that is going to be from the black jersey. That is going to be such a huge thing. And if that crowd turns, and the the French eyes open like that, look, that didn't quite happen because it was so close. But what did happen was was in those last couple of minutes, the the French team. You know, we squeezed them and squeezed them and squeezed them. In those last four minutes, I think the French team almost fell flat a little bit. Yeah, they looked tired. They did look tired, and we didn't look that tired or we didn't look panicked, which was good to see because you, mm -hmm. in the past, the box have panicked yeah. in that sort of situation. Um, I think there was a moment when 79 minutes and Fafta Clare kicked it away. I thought, no! <laughs> I thought, <laughs> like, it, I, it always happens. <laughs> and I was, I was like, like dude, there's 30 seconds and they had to play another three minutes. It's like the Oak oh. was trying to kill us. And then he fixed it by gripping the he ball fixed it by So I'll play for me, but that I thought, it. my goodness, just hold on. Because we did it in the World Cup final. We held on for like yep. two minutes. We carried on. And I thought, oh, we're just going to do that. No, no, no. We're going to no. kick it. <laughs> we're going to mess with him. But, but look, that game and, well, let's go back to the crowd. I'm happy the ref wasn't influenced so much by, I mean, because no, they would make noise for, and to be fair, I don't like bad mouthing players, but I've never seen a bunch of players shout at a ref so much. Not like in football, like when they shout at the ref for getting mm -hmm. a yellow card, but like there were 20 captains on the field. And Springboks did it as well, but not as mm -hmm. much. I saw like Faf would shout and Dion Ferri spoke a lot, but mm -hmm. it was like six of the French at once, like, da, 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 and you're like, the ref's like, shut up. <laughs> uh, have you never watched Ireland play? <laughs> <laughs> no. Never, no. Nah, <laughs> yeah, um... Ben, ben O'Keefe was. Look, I'm going to say it. We got a bit of rubber the green. We got a little bit of rubber the green. I don't think anything more than what would be a normal range in a normal match. Okay. Yeah. I think you've got a lot of. The ref's getting a lot of grief. Um, only out of Paris, but a lot of grief. Um, on the socials, box robbed, box cheated, this or that. Or. You look at the breakdown, which everyone's complaining about. Everyone's complaining about the box slowing down the breakdown. I thought Ben O'Keefe was frustratingly good at balancing that breakdown because he gave 
both teams the opportunity to slow the shit out of that ball. And it frustrated the hell out of me, but he gave it equally to France yeah. as he did to us. Because France were doing that the whole of the first half, and we did the same. We learned from him and did the same in the second half. And why not? If he's if he's not blowing it, you know, yeah, you, it's, you, you, you play it. But weird. it was something that was driving me crackers. <clears throat> something that drove me crackers was, I don't know if I know the rule properly, so I might have misinterpreted. But when the ref says... Use it at the base of a run. Mm. I don't know. It's fine. I'm DuPont pretty sure it's can, five seconds. Dupont and, had and half an hour. You can sing I happy birthday did, in the time. Yeah. <laughs> like you can do it in Kosa if you want. It was, that annoyed me. But then, yeah. I don't know if we did the same. I might have switched off, but it, that took forever. Yeah, <laughs> look, the, the, the other, the, the, the main talking points, I think, that I agree with you there. The main talking points were probably Eben's yellow card, uh, not upgraded to a red. I thought that was fair. I thought the guy had his knee on the ground and he was bending. You know, twelve. <laughs> I, I think. I think what, what what's happened is the Curry incident happened in the pools, and World Rugby said we can't have this happen every game. We have to be yeah. more sensible about it. And it sucks at that point that they worked it out, not before the World Cup, but they they, they worked it out and. You look at that tackle from Irvin, it's clumsy, but it's not it's not uh, malicious or reckless. Um, he tries his best to go down. He bends in half, his knees on the ground. And and we suffered in that period. We suffered yep. in that period. Um, it was a time where I said I was watching with my dad while we were in, on holiday in Greece um, and uh, in your hometown. Uh, yes, yeah. And um, I was like we're not going to come back from this. It was only what five, six points ahead that they were, but I was like, I just felt like this was the stranglehold. Obviously, Evan came back, had a barnstorming rest of the match. But what was interesting is that we weren't afforded the same, um, the same review when Peter Steff got, um, got head on head contact, which sent him off for the HIA. And funnily enough that the French media didn't show the replay in the stadium um to, to to get anyone excited or to get the match officials to look at it but i have since seen it um, and 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 that could that 100 deserved to look at so there's balance when, whenever you say and look if we had lost that game by a point we'd probably all be we'd probably all, all be shouting it. about it um but look you know i think he he, he did as best he could and um and look you've got the the urban slap down incident which apparently went backwards, went backwards. <laughs> i'm okay i'm not they checked my, it my, no, no, they my, checked my, it. my uh, stream actually cut out at that point so i was completely unaware Move. of it um but if it went backwards it went no. backwards and if they checked it you again can't they didn't, yeah they didn't like do a whole review but the tmo said to ben it's fine went backwards so it was checked but obviously the crowd didn't get to see it on the screen so yeah. they all lost their mind. And then the people at home who did obviously turned the TV off when it came on but when, because they were like, oh, it went forward. It did not go forward. It went backward. And then, and, and then you know, probably <coughs> the, the other one that we need to talk about is Chessie's little charge down there. What a guy. What? I mean, you can tell that his, his uh, cousin is like a, gold medal sprinter right world record, um, holder. World, world record holder i've seen the video um thanks to ball carrier um for, for for putting that up i'm not sure george i think he jumped i think he jumped early 
I fucking hate saying it, but I think he jumped early. I think he might have gone a split second early. <laughs> but but look, the minute Ramos's shoulder moved because he was going, Chase goes off. So that's that's what he said. He said, "Look, I played played with Ramos for six years. I know how he kicks. I know what he goes through. So he could he could essentially get that split second start because he knew. And in fairness, I have now checked the rules. As soon as the 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 player, player starts moving in a forward direction, you can run it down. There's a tick forward, but then you go like Dan Bigger used to rock back and forth. Does that mean that's it? You know, you had you had um, Wilco that used to fucking what did he do like this or something? I don't know. Yeah. But what what do, you, what do you class as the forward movement in the movement for the kick? We've seen it being called back for probably less. Um, yeah, and you could if you arguing that his chest moving forward, he then stops and then <clears throat> takes a step is him starting his run-up chest and smashed it. Done absolutely perfectly. If you say yeah. that it's his foot moving, then Chesney jumps, jumps off the truck. But yeah. you know what was funny to me was that Rugby World Cup posted the video and were like, Chesney is one of the best players in the world. So for me, that goes well. <laughs> world okay. rugby are, are are giving the thumbs up um <laughs> to the french crowd um, yeah. and and let's be honest the last little bit of bit of grief for the ref was was from anton Dupont from the captain um of france aye, 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 aye. yeah <clears throat> not a, not ayoba you don't you don't as the captain of a team uh say that sort of stuff uh, i get he was frustrated so i get no. it I know heat of the moment. He's, I'm hoping he sends an apology. I don't know, but it's not my place. But you I don't think heat of the moment thing. would have been straight afterwards. I think he had a bit of time before the oh, it was yeah. in the press conference that, that that he said that. I think he's still relatively young. He needs to learn from that. That's not that's not on. You know, if Rusty's going to cop a bunch of crap for doing you know this kind of thing, yeah. Why shouldn't Why shouldn't the French okay. captain? Um, to be honest, and there's been not much said about that. World Rugby haven't made a statement about that. Well, actually, they have made a statement about that. Um, because actions, George, speak louder than words. And the action was Ben O'Keefe gets a semi-final. So they've obviously gone, Ben O'Keefe's riffing was absolutely fantastic. We're going to award you with a semi-final. Congrats, and let's move on. Despite DuPont's um, bitching and moaning, his coaches came out and were, were very gracious. And, um, yeah. and you know, Rugby's rugby. You don't lose it. You play eighty minutes, and there's two or three calls that go against you. That's not losing the game. I think you. Yeah. We. I said a couple of weeks ago. I said we would. We would take France to the gutters, right? And it would be a dogfight. And I said France will have no business holding up to that. Fuck me. Was I wrong? Because they were down in the gutters with us. In fact, they were like hit the clown in the in the sewer, looking up at us. They were so ready for us. <laughs> want a balloon? Want a rugby match? They were so ready for us in the gutters that they were in the fucking sewers. And that speaks to the fact that all their tries were scored by forwards, and all our tries oh, were scored yeah. by backs. Like it was well, except okay, our first yeah. three, our first three. Um, yeah. And so we were playing the wide game and they were playing the tight game. And I just thought, what a fantastic spectacle for rugby. It's sad that that was a oh. quarterfinal because mm -hmm. I think, I generally think that 
there's a thing about a semi-final that if you lose in the semi-final, obviously you're heartbroken, but there's still a bit of respect there. I think the fact that you've lost in a quarterfinal, it's kind of a bit of a, it's shit. a bit of a, yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a shit one, isn't it? And these, it should, these two games should have been the semi-finals. Without a doubt. Absolutely. They are, like we've said weeks ago, two different tournaments, basically. Mm. It's like the, the World Cup and the Shield. And then... Yeah, so like the rugby championships and the Six Nations. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, we but, we do yeah, have good uh, George, there, there's something else I wanted to talk to you about, and as never, I've never played in the back line. Um, I know you've played uh, everywhere in the forwards, but I, I, to be honest, I did play yeah, once. One. I played wing once, um, and I ran straight at a guy. Uh, with I caught the ball and ran straight into a defender and got tackled and lost the ball. My coach was like, "This is you're supposed to step or try and move out the way." And I was like, "I've never played wing." Anyway, terrible career in in rugby. Um, but George, what I had never seen, I don't think anyone had ever seen, was someone to call a mark and then ask for a scrum. I didn't even know that was a thing. I don't know you were allowed to no, do that. No idea. I don't think anyone had, except for Ben O'Keefe. Had an idea yeah. that, that was the thing. And Damien. And that, that that is the beauty of Rusty Erasmus, you know? And it's just, he sees things differently. He got into the head. The balls on a team to call a scrum in their own 22. And I think we got a penalty from that. Classic. Yeah, we cocked a bit. We cocked yeah, but kick. that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> but, but look. That's awesome, right? That, that I mean, immediately got into their head. They were questioning, why are we down here doing a scrum? Is this legal? Is this what? Fantastic, right? Yeah. Russ Narber, they came up with that little tactic and they thought, do you know what? All the forwards are going to be Durangon at the back. Let's make them run to us and scrum. And that was the plan. He said it in his post-match or an interview, maybe the day after the match, because he got questioned. And it was bloody genius. Obviously, if it didn't work, we'd have thought, you bloody idiot. <laughs> but it well, worked. But the thing is, that what, what could go wrong? We have one of the best scrums in the world. The worst that could happen is we would clear our line. Yeah. Right? But we would yeah. have cleared our, like, so we would be in the same position. Like, As we're a, not going to lose yeah. that scrum, let's be honest. Come on. No. Um, no. Not at all. Um, another, another bit of trick play we had for the Eben try. We tried a little... NFL couple of pods, little like it didn't work initially, but actually it sucked in so many forwards because there were yeah. eight forwards running at it that Eben just had to hold, get you know two backs to hold him while he while he carried the ball over and planted it on the ground. Caress me, <laughs> try to. It's that was some manpower just bulldozing two guys like they weren't they weren't nothing. He just yeah. ran right in. It was beautiful. What a what cojones. And it was similar to the kind of trickery we saw in the 2019 World Cup final with the Dwayne Vermeulen setting up oh, a pod midfield. The I love that about uh, the move. I, I love that about this Russ Narber, as you call it, Springboks. They're not afraid to just like throw the cat amongst the pigeons. Um, yeah. There were some early substitutions I was very worried about, including Marnie Lebok, yeah. who had a great game. Um, he did. For the 43 minutes he was on. Um, obviously, Pollard coming in, slotting that long you know, um, field goal. He also didn't necessarily take anything away from the defensive efforts, so that worked out fine. But when all those those changes came that early, George, I was worried. 
I thought it was either injuries or we were, well, I didn't think we were giving up. But I just thought, why why so soon? Mm. <laughs> why? I mean, it worked out. It worked out in the end, but I have no idea why it was so soon. But it was part of their plan because you they just swapped both nine and tens. You yeah. go, you go. Now we played a slightly different game plan with those two, sort of. Um, and I, yeah, like I said, I was a bit worried, like you said as well. But, but it did take a bit of time out. for those yeah. changes to actually gel, which I don't mm. think was worth doing that yeah, early on. I mean, no. And then I was stressed about Sia going off as well, to be fair. I thought he was injured. Um, I didn't see him limping or anything, but I thought, why is Sia going off now? He was my triple tackle captain or whatever mm. on fantasy. Mm. And <laughs> oh. I like, why are you taking him off so early? <laughs> Devastating. Sure. But anyway. Um, but it did take a little while. Like I know Pollard was, he missed a couple of tackles and he was found wanting a few times, but made up for it with the kick. And I know there's controversy about Kwaha stealing the ball before the kick, but hey. It happens. Hey. The, the breakdowns, <laughs> it happens. The, the breakdowns, you know, the breakdowns always a bit messy. Let's be honest. If you had to slow down and take photo frames of everything, every breakdown, oh. you'd find it from the side. You'd find it, uh, you know, on your hands first. Oh, I mean, it'll be an NFL but, game. You'd be there for four hours. Exactly. But quite on, usually dominance prevails. And, and we yeah. started showing that dominance and, <laughs> and that was great to see. Because uh, we're going to need it, George. We're going to need it for the we World are. Cup semi-finals against an England yes. team who are unbeaten in the World mm -hmm. Cup, who yeah. may have scraped a win against Fiji, as we spoke about earlier, but are going to have some serious, as Pollard was questioned in his press conference, going to have some serious beef with the South Africans. Because a lot of them played in 2019 World Cup, came up short, actually got embarrassed a little bit by South Africa. Let's not forget what they did in the semi-finals, you know, yeah. against New Zealand Destroyed last year. Destroyed New Zealand. Destroyed New Zealand in 2019. That was their final. So people will be saying, was this South Africa's final against the French? Um, and you know what I say to them? No, it wasn't. Because <laughs> we still got we still got some petrol in the tank. So don't come here. <laughs> I think I think I think we need to be very careful that we yes. don't go in there without doing as much work as we have done against France. Because yeah. England have the players and the pedigree as the probably the best ever Northern Hemisphere team um, uh, that <laughs> we do need to respect. There's some quality oh, yeah. players out there. I think we should beat them, and we should beat them by 10 points. But it's a semi-final. Everything's on the line. We have to go in there hard. We have to smash them. We have yep. to fuck them up physically, as per usual. And we've got to come out of there with min injuries and get to a World Cup final. That's it. That's, that is the aim of the game. But yes, I agree. Don't go in there lighthearted. And we won't. We will not go into that game lighthearted. Give England a bit of respect because I think, I don't know how many of the guys are in the squad now or well, there in 2019 and felt that pain. So they will come into this game for blood. They, they are going to come yeah. and we will not, I know we will not um, take them lightly. Um, it's a bit of banter, but last time we were severe underdogs in the World Cup final. I remember the night before getting contested in down-downs again with some English guys because they're laughing that I was wearing my Bok jersey and I beat them in the down-down and we beat them in the final. Ah, I'll stop talking now. But 
we will no we're the uh, no, they're the underdogs now and that's they're in a better position really it's nicer to be the underdog because then you come and try and well, smack the, the big dog in the face the pressure's on us we need to get to the final yeah. we need to win the world cup to maintain what we are the pre- they've got to a semi-final they could come third in the world <laughs> cup and Baltic walks away with a medal and his team are like we are in a building phase and we've come third yeah. Next World Cup, we will win it. If we don't win this World Cup, we'll at least get into the final, put a hell of a show on. We've yeah. regressed massively. So it's it's a really strange dynamic that we, we, we're going in. And probably, you're exactly right, the opposite dynamic of, of, of last World Cup. But you know what, George? We're going to fuck them up physically. I'm going to say South Africa by 12. What are your predictions? Um, I think it's going to be a scrap. Um, but I'm going to say South Africa by... 16. Oh, ballsy, ballsy. Well, I, I said eight, I said eight last week and we won by one, so I might be very wrong. But as long as we get that <laughs> W, George, uh, and um, whoever's watching this wants to send some money across for us to go to Paris uh, to watch the final, we're both based <laughs> in England, so it won't be that long to go. We can actually drive over, to be honest. If you just get us tickets, it'll be fine. Yeah. Maybe accommodation. <laughs> but look. It's going to be a cracker. George, hopefully you'll come down to London to see me. We're going to have a little bit of a viewing party down in London. Invites only. Um, And listen, I've thoroughly enjoyed chatting to you about one of the best Bok matches I've seen in my entire life. It's been emotional. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please remember, like, subscribe, hit us up on YouTube, drop us some comments on Instagram, um, follow us on Spotify. Every like, subscribe, listen, everything helps us grow the podcast and continue to do what we do. We don't get paid for this. We do this all for our own money to try and get you guys engaged. And we absolutely love doing it. Please also head over to, to George's Instagram page uh, to, to, to add some, some follows to that at Try Time George. I know I've been banging the drum over the last couple of weeks, but we've got to get him up to a respectable amount. But we love doing this, guys. I know it's been a week off. We're going to start yeah. sending these out on a Thursday now, I think, going forward. After the World Cup, we'll take a little bit of a break and, and, and then head into the Champions Cup and the URC season. But please keep on commenting, keep on liking, keep subscribing. From us here at the SA Rugby Oak podcast, thank you and good night.